This is Kyle Brooks, and welcome to The Deep End. Stop it, stop it, stop it. I sat back on the couch in the dorm's common room, stunned. Jessica, not a real name by the way, was breathing hard. I couldn't understand what had happened. She had just interrupted a perfectly good-natured debate about some esoteric philosophical topic. I mean, what else are self-important, sober college freshmen supposed to be doing in the evenings anyway? She had been listening in as the tone of our conversation rose higher and higher. At a certain point, was it when I called my friend to—never mind, never mind. The tension, the tension broke her. Apparently, my buddy and I didn't come across as good-natured as we thought— We had let the conversation get heated, and even though it wasn't burning us, it was burning her. I've always been one to go hard to the paint in conversations that matter. I love debate. I'm comfortable with conflict. I think important things are worth being honest about. In many ways, I'm temperamentally built for the knockdown, drag-out fights that pervade social media, news shows, quote-unquote, political debates, and yes, even the church. But I was missing something. In the name of real talk, I'd missed real dialogue. This week, I preached about speaking the truth in love from Ephesians 4.15. There's an inherent tension in that line, a tension that I suspect most humans like me try to resolve with simplistic answers that fit our natural predispositions. Over the next couple of weeks, I'm going to write about the equal but opposite problems that befall, quote, truthers and, quote, lovers. Why? Because neither can sustain the deep and satisfying relationships we all long for. On the one hand, there are truthers. No, I don't mean people who think 9-11 was a hoax. I mean people like my college self who thought that there was no tension at all between truth and love. Because speaking the truth is always the loving thing to do, no matter how you do it. If someone's in a burning building, I would say, is it loving to tell them they'll be okay if they stay there? Of course not. Fine, as far as that goes. Then comes the huge mistake in the analogy. You'd yell and scream and drag them out of the house if you had to. Well, that's true. In a burning building. The problem is... 99% of real life just isn't like that. Most of the time, when someone needs to hear something true, it's because they need to make a change. In order for that change to happen, they have to choose it freely. Listen, you can't yell and scream and drag someone out of their addiction or their political opinions or even their preferred method of loading the dishwasher. It's just not a thing that you can do. The truth is, That the truth you have to share with me will only make a difference to me and to the world through me if I choose to believe and apply it. Sometimes I wonder if we care more about proving ourselves than we do about the truth making an impact. We want to prove to our God that we really believe. We want to prove to our tribe that we are good, intelligent people. We want to prove to ourselves that we are the type of people who care about the truth. Truthers come from a place of fear, 
afraid to risk our sense of self, afraid to risk our place in our community, afraid to risk our place in heaven, perhaps. We reject the demands of love. Ten years after that night in the dorms, I was sitting in a workshop with the deeply wise, ever ebullient, and incredibly talented Nikki Lerner. And it was my turn to be taken back by the heat in the room. She was teaching us how to facilitate challenging cross-cultural conversations, and stuff got real. A A man shared something so passionately and so contrary to the prevailing opinions in the room that it felt like something had to break. Maybe she would shut him down, tell him the truth. Maybe he would storm out of the room. Someone would quip, well, that was awkward, and we'd all chuckle nervously. But Nikki got a Nikki. She didn't break the tension. She deepened it. Can you tell us more? She asked. What? More? We'd had quite enough already. But with patient, kind, open-ended questions, she helped him peel back layer after layer until all of a sudden, whoa. I can't remember what he said, but the whole room shifted. It was so real, so deeply human, so true. His anger melted, and so did our fear. Nikki modeled for us the power of James's words in the Bible. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. You know what happened in that moment? All of us grew. All of us were changed, not just the man who shared. Whatever truth he needed to hear, he was now radically more open to hearing it. Not only could he hear it, he could be changed by it, but not before the rest of us were changed by a deep encounter with him. Real dialogue, my friends, is risky. I might change. You might too. I wonder, are we willing to risk it? A quote to reflect on. A dialogue that is safe from all possible risks is no true dialogue. The Christian will go into dialogue believing that the sovereign power of the Spirit can use the occasion for the radical conversion of the partner as well as of themselves. Leslie Newbegin, The Open Secret. Thank you for listening to The Deep End with me, Kyle Brooks, the podcast where I basically just read my blog if you like to take it in via audio instead of reading with your eyeballs. This is the place to come. You can follow or subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And if you'd like to actually subscribe to the blog or the podcast to get it into your inbox, you can go to my Substack, kylebrooks.substack.com. Com, kylebrooks.substack.com and you can find any of the links or references I made here or that I linked in my blog in the show notes. Hope to see you next time and thank you. <laughs>